this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Um, I've got to tell you right now I am recording this podcast, but I'm also um, putting it on video. I guess the whole new thing is like watching podcasts. I mean, not new thing. I sound like an old person, but people are watching podcasts and people are putting them on YouTube. So we're going to try filming a little bit of it today. But so it feels so strange because usually when I'm recording this, I'm sort of like just in my own world. And now I've got the camera on me and I'm talking into the microphone. So I'm so glad you're here. As always, I'm so appreciative of your time and your energy and your attention. Thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode. So it's been a minute. Um, I was traveling. I attended the Boss Up event with uh, Movement Maestro and Jill Fit in uh, LA and then did a little family vacation. And finally, I'm back and sort of like in more of the regular routine. And when this episode drops, it'll be on Tuesday, October 25th, which is the day of the live free webinar, The Secret 7, a totally free webinar on exercise programming, seven secret tips that the CPT textbooks aren't teaching about programming, real tools, real effective programming tips for real clients. I am helping people connect the dots, going from your certification textbook to actually working with clients, building a successful business, being able to get those clients, keep those clients, and get them results. So that's what the webinar is about. So I wanted to talk today about three ways to get better at exercise programming right away. Something that you can use immediately. Exercise programming is only one aspect of personal training. We have to remember that. Writing the actual workout is only one part of what makes you an effective and um, kind of superior trainer for your client. I don't know what the word I'm trying to use, but it's only one one aspect. It is an important aspect, and it's oftentimes what I see the first place that new trainers get tripped up. They have a lot of really incredible skills in terms of relating, in terms of um, paying attention, in terms of cueing in to what someone needs. Of course, we can always work on those skills, and, and you've heard in episodes before from me that I don't believe the term really soft skills. Um, and that those are skills that we can effectively improve with actual tactical practice. But I think that 
before we even get there, trainers are getting stopped because they're worried that their program isn't good enough for their clients. And that's because they haven't been given some really important tools for making sure that they can use programming well with real clients. The textbook is pretty general. It offers the principles of exercise science. And sometimes if we don't have a a tremendous background in exercise physiology, in anatomy, we can have trouble connecting those general concepts to what we do with real people. I even think those who do have that background still struggle because there is at least what I've seen in sort of undergraduate programs in exercise science, a missed step in terms of how we actually apply them with clients. So what I like to do is help trainers understand programming first so that they can get those concepts. They can feel comfortable with their sort of step-by-step process for decision-making, going from their clients' goals, exercise history, injury history, and making choices that work well for their clients. Then we can do all of the other things. We can talk about movement observation. We can talk about coaching cues. We can talk about um, behavior coaching and support and all of the other aspects that are equally important in the training process. But we're going to start with programming first. So what I want to do is just get right into it and give you three tools for improving your programming right away. Something that you can do as soon as you you could press pause in between each of these steps, do it and then come back to the podcast, or you could finish the podcast and do these three things. So let's start with number one. The first thing we have to do is we have to put ourselves on the hook. So you got to put yourself on the hook. That's number one. What do I mean by put yourself on the hook? Okay, so we all say we want to get better at something. I hear that so many times. I supervised a lot of trainers in commercial gym settings, and I'd hear over and over again when we came to their sort of like um, performance review, I want to get better at this. I want to get better at that. I've been looking at this certification. And then we get to that performance review three months later, six months later, and they're in the same spot. Why? Because intention isn't as good as action when it comes to getting better at something. And sometimes what that means is we actually have to put ourselves out there and commit to doing the thing. That means spending the money on the certification, signing up for the course, buying the book. And sometimes I'd say buying the book is like a little challenging because you buy the book, but then do you read the book is the question. So we have to put ourselves on the hook and actually commit to doing something, hopefully with an end date or a kind of a finish line moment so that we can really gain the skills and apply the skills. Thinking about it is great, but we've got to do it. How do we put ourselves on the hook? Well, like I was saying, uh, signing up for a course is great. You could sign up for the um, Secret 7. It's a free webinar. You can go to befosterstrong.com slash secret7. If um, you're listening to this today, we're doing it tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you are listening to this on October 25th when this comes out. But if you are listening to it after October 25th, you can still sign up for the webinar and you just watch the replay. 
Um, and if you can't attend live, you can watch the replay. But that's a great way. What, what the webinar is going to do is give you some actionable tools you can use right away. You can have that replay to watch over and over again. And you're going to get skills that you can use pretty immediately with your clients. If you're past that step in your career, that might not be the right fit for you. Can you find a course to sign up for? Can you find a live event to attend? When you hand over your credit card, there is something to that. We know that as trainers. We know that when the person purchases the personal training, they've already said, I'm committing to this decision. And I hate when people are like, my client isn't motivated or my client doesn't do what they're supposed to do. By paying you money, they've already given so much. They've signaled to themselves and to you that they are committed. Where are you missing some steps in between to help support them? That's another conversation for another day. But by signaling to ourselves, either with money or with time or energy, I want to say that like, um, it's not lost on me that attending a free event like Secret 7 is still a time-consuming event. It's still taking you away from stuff. You know, I'm having it at 7 o'clock because it's going to work for maybe the most people, but that's not a great time for me oftentimes because that's my time with kids. And so I've moved some things around so that I can host the webinar at that time. But, but realize that Giving your time to something and really committing time to something is also a signal to yourself that says, I'm committing to getting better, to doing this work. And it's not lost on me. And I'm grateful and very appreciative. So you could do that. You could sign up for these events. You could, you could go to something. I would, I would warn, I guess I would be wary about signing up for too many specialty certifications to only spend time and energy and then not have a lot that you can use with a large swath of clients. So if you're going to be a specialty trainer working in a specialty area, then by all means, get really, really good at that stuff. But if the only things you're ever signing up for are things that for other trainers sound great, but aren't really applicable to your clients, I would take a step back and look at what's going to be most useful and look at where the holes are in what you do and in your programming to get better. I mentioned, you know, you can get a book um, and commit to that. You can commit to putting some time into it. Um, the book is a little challenging because like, again, are you going to actually read it? People do study groups or, you know, co-working groups. That could be a great way to put yourself on the hook if you talk to other trainers in your gym or other people in your online community who might want to work at the same time. You can set a time up and you can kind of um, have each other to hold each other accountable. So putting yourself on the hook is number one. Number two is practicing on yourself. So we can't necessarily do a ton of quote unquote practice on clients because we want to keep them safe. We want to move them toward their goal. Our client's time is not our laboratory time or our playtime, but you can do that with your own programming and your own workouts. It is a great opportunity for you to feel in your body how your programs work, to feel the flow of things, to feel the pressure of moving from one thing to another, to feel what it feels like to be finished with that workout. 
This is the place, your own workouts is the opportunity you have to get a sense of what your clients will be experiencing and for you to get to practice what you are doing. I encourage you, you don't have to necessarily do exactly what your clients will be doing because you're smart. You're a critical thinker. You can extrapolate. If this is what this felt like for me, this is what it's going to feel like for Bob. But really try to practice some of those things that your clients are doing. Lay out a full program. Commit yourself to going through that full program so you understand. Try to stay away from the things that you love doing all the time or do some of those and then do the other things. It's we programming is something where so much of what we're doing exists on paper. But what we do with our clients exists in our physical bodies in a 3D world. You've got to take the work that you're doing on that piece of paper and experience it in the 3D world. It's going to give you so much feedback. It's going to give you so much information to use. And if you're signing up for courses and you're never trying the stuff out on yourself, not trying the stuff out on your client the second, the day right after you go, If you're not trying it out on yourself first, or if it's appropriate to fit right into your client's program, great. But if not, try it out on yourself first. Get that experience. Get that practice. So practice on yourself. Your workouts are your laboratory time. And that may help you commit to your workouts a little better, too. If you are a person who struggles with sort of fitting in your own workouts, use it as your professional development time. It's really important. Number three, the third way to get better at programming right away is to stick with it. So you have to try something and then you got to try it for long enough to see if it works. We know that the difference between training and working out is following a program, consistently repeating the same things over time. We've got to do that with our programming skills as well. We can't see that tomorrow... We didn't see immediate change from Jane, and so now we're going to change everything up. We've got to commit to that programming for a a certain amount of time, get the feedback from the long-term process or even like medium-term before we change everything up, before we go and add a, a ton of new stuff, before we go take three different courses. You got to get really, really good at the basics. Why I teach the basics is because I think people get a CPT, they do six months of training, they think they're incredible at training, and then they go get seven highly specialized certifications that they don't use, that they don't use kind of well, and that they miss the foundations of training their existing clients or the clients they could be getting really well. And the reason they can't get new clients or the reason they can't build their business is they don't have the foundations solid. I'm going to tell you that I probably think there's five years worth of really, really good info that you should learn probably before you get that specialty cert. I didn't do it that way. And I had to go backwards and learn backwards. You know, I was that person in my first year that went out and got 27 specialty certs. Do I think they help me? Yes, but they help me better now because I understand more of what I of the foundations. We got to get the foundations first. You got to stick with it long enough to see 
if you are getting results for your clients and then applying principles appropriately as you see the sort of missing holes that you've got. So I want you to, I want you to take a deep breath and relax on like all the specialty stuff, all the career goals that you have that feel like you need to keep up with your peers. The people that matter in terms of your skill set are your clients. The other trainers are tremendous, but you don't have to keep up with anybody. You got to keep up with what your clients need, which might mean two years of dedicating yourself to getting the basics like, like it's a tattoo for you. Then get all that extra stuff. That is going to make you an all-around better trainer. Don't stress about all those letters. Focus on what's going to get you really good right now for the clients you have. And we know that if you're working in a commercial gym setting, likely the clients that you are going to have are these general fitness clients. Um, People that are going to need these sort of really foundational programs that you can be doing better than you're doing right now. And you can be doing them better than a lot of trainers because you're going to put the time, effort, energy into it, and you're going to practice it. So let's go over those three ways to get better at programming right away. One, you're going to put yourself on the hook. That's going to be committing to a course, committing to a free webinar, The Secret 7, uh, on October 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, bfosterstrong.com slash secret7 or in the show notes. Um, You're going to commit to going to a live event. You're going to commit to a group that you're working with, something where you're going to put yourself on the hook for, I want to get better, and I'm not just going to talk about it. I'm going to do it. Number two, you're going to practice on yourself. You're going to use your own workouts as your laboratory time to see how your programming works in a 3D world. And then three, you're going to stick with it. You're going to actually do some of these things for long enough to see how they impact a client over time. You're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater when one workout doesn't go well. And you're going to trust in the process of training versus programming single workouts. Don't write single workouts. Write a whole training program. Commit to it. Be adaptable, but commit to what it could look like in the long term. All right, those are your three actionable steps. I'm not going to take any more time today. You can join me tonight on the webinar. Again, if you're listening to this when it comes out, it's October 25th. You can go to that link in the show notes. You can click it, register. If you're listening to it after, you can still go register because you can watch the replay. You can also always reach out to me at foster underscore strength on Instagram, or you can email me Betsy at bfosterstrong.com. That's the letter B, fosterstrong.com. I have nothing but incredible faith and confidence in your abilities and your commitment to yourself and to your clients. So go do amazing things. Thank you so much for your time. And until next time, bye.